okay. you know how Michael Thomas's like social media handle is can't guard Mike. Yes. My friend, one of my friends calls Mike Williams can't catch Mike. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 75 of the Fly Route Podcast. I am your host, Anthony, a.k.a. Tony Playboy, a.k.a. Tony Knockout. I am joined here by our co-host. Y'all got any a.k.a.s for yourself? Uh, It's Keish, a.k.a. The Dirt Tape was no joke, a.k.a. Kevin Durant is probably going to be a heap, or I'm going to go wild and say a Laker. A.K.A. I hope this new Madden 23 is good. Sam, A.K.A. I hope the Suns don't get Kevin Durant, A.K.A. Uh, these are fantasy projections. <laughs> Yo, it all good stuff. Y'all know what we're doing here. We are doing our consensus rankings for the positions in the NFL going into the 2022-2023 season. Today, we got wide receivers. We're usually doing the top 20, but the wide receivers are just so many of them in the league, and so many of them are very, very good. We are going to do our top 25 instead of 20 here. You know what we do? Me, Sam, and Keith all give our rankings. We combine them with the total score. The less points you have, the higher you are. Let's not waste any time and get right into it. Our number one will be no... Hey, before we get there, we got to give the people the disclaimer, like Sam said. There's, there's a lot of motherfuckers you're going to see on this list that don't get put on this list. There's a lot of people that should be on this list that aren't going to be on this list. There's a lot of people, their quarterback situation, injuries, trust me. You're going to see some names. It's going to be a little shocking to see where they're at. That's facts. We are doing a projection of what they will do in the future, a little bit of what they've done in the past, and, of course, what their overall situation is to try to look ahead into the future. And with all predictions or projections, they could look terrible or look great. Who knows? (laughs) Right? Who knows? But with no further ado, our number one with a total of three points, which means Every single one of us ranked them as number one in the league. We have Devontae Adams of the now Las Vegas Raiders. Like, it's obvious. Yeah, it's undisputed. Like, the way that he's been playing the last several years, he looks like the best receiver in the league. And anybody that's been jockeying for him either have not had as many complete seasons back to back to back or are getting hurt and not playing as consistently as he is. I'm interested to see what it looks like now that he doesn't have Rodgers but has Derek Carr, but I still expect great things from him. Our number two, who also was undisputed the second best receiver in the league with a score of six, we got Cooper Cup of the L.A. Rams. Triple crown winner should not be anywhere below three, right? He He's done something incredible. Not many people are able to do that in the league. He's still with the same quarterback. Still has a great number two and number three receiver, so it's not like the coverage he's going to see is any different. Like I expect, I wouldn't be surprised if Cooper Cup had a better season than Devontae Adams next year. What about y'all? I mean, I think that's a, I think it's almost a given. He's going to have the same quarterback that he's used to. They're going to only get better. Cam Akers coming back healthy. I mean, granted, the big what if and question mark is Odell, but no, actually, I would say from a chemistry standpoint. He'll be fine. But the big question is left tackle, Odell, does Cam Akers come back fully ready to go and not fumbling three times in a game? 
Yeah, I don't I don't know if he can clip last year. I don't think you clip last year because you had injuries that happened and like, you know, you lost Robert Woods midway, and then you had to get Odell and transition Odell in, so you're really the the horse leading the way. I don't know if he does that again. Triple Crown's hard too. That shit is not no gimme. Like I people knock him and don't really acknowledge like, oh, like it's the system. Fuck that. That shit is hard. It could be the system all at once. That shit is not easy. It would. Shannon Sharp's brother was the last one to do it, and somebody else. Like, there's only been like three, three, three or four dudes that have done it. That should let you know that shit is not just a gimme. That's facts. You got to be absurdly talented with a great quarterback and a good system to do something like that. I'm yeah, with you. I'm and I think, uh, I think the fact that he's coming off this historic season and we still have him unanimously number two isn't a knock. It just speaks to how good Devontae Adams is. Yeah. yeah, like Cooper Cup's. Yeah, I agree. Cooper Cup's last season was arguably better than Devontae's, but the previous two were not close. And I think yeah. that's what edges Devontae over. I feel like Devontae just he probably I think he probably has a better catch percentage than Cooper, but they're like scary similar, like very similar. Like it's kind of crazy. All right, our number three, who has a combined score of 10. This is our first not-unanimous pick. We got Justin Jefferson from the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, Jay Jettis is different. He's just different. He's just different. Yo, I like how this always happens, where the jersey behind Marquise, Marquise will be the person on the podcast that ranked them the lowest. (laughs) I put Jay Jettis at what, fourth? And both me and Sam had him at three. Who'd I put? I think I put who you I put, put Stefan Diggs at three over J Jets. I think I had I you have to when you look at it. I think uh I think they're the same. Very, very scary, similar. I just feel like Diggs would do way better. He the same production he's doing now is what you probably would have seen from him in Minnesota if he was by himself the whole time. Cause I think the difference is Thielen had got banged up. <laughs> With Jefferson, Thielen didn't get banged up with Diggs. He was like consistently playing, you know. So I think you know you saw Thielen actually getting banged up. So Jefferson's getting more targets, obviously more shine. And then this year, I feel like the whole offense might get the bigger share of targets because the scheme's changing. That's I fair. Think, I think I got to I think you still gotta go Diggs, man. That that man's special. It's it's crazy. Like Diggs is special. His route running top five. Jefferson Justin Jefferson's probably out barely outside the top five looking in. Uh I think hands wise, I'd I'd go digs probably hands. I think his you've seen him in moments where he's about to get cracked and still just so I mean we not here here yet, but if you think Stefan Diggs is a top five route runner, who are the other four? I mean, Kenan Allen, Devontae yeah. Adams. I just wanted to hear you say his name. Who? Keenan Allen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, I think Keenan, the only difference, though, I think Keenan would put up ungodly numbers. But the problem is, I don't think he's as fast as all those other wideouts. I think that's really a genuine problem. Like, I think his route running's crazy. But I think between getting in and out of the route and then the breakaway speed, I think that's kind of where he, like, he's maybe, like, a step or two behind some dudes. Okay. Okay. Look, that's not bad. That's not bad. Honestly, Stephon Diggs is out four, and he has a combined score of 13, so he's not all that far behind Justin Jefferson. And, like, I feel like for me, Stephon Diggs has come off a down year. 
versus what Justin Jefferson has done consistently the past two seasons. Like first season in Buffalo, Stephon Diggs was insane. It was he. It was insane the numbers he was putting up. But this year he came off of a down year. I'm not. I can't really explain why because it's not like Josh Allen wasn't throwing for numbers. He got. Uh, didn't they not have Emmanuel Sanders? And they got Emmanuel with Cole. Like as a yeah, pair. but Cole Beasley felt all the way oh, off yeah, the map. Yeah, so like you really just replaced Cole Beasley with Emmanuel Sanders. Gabriel Davis emerged towards the end of the year, but Stephon Diggs he he didn't have a bad year. Right, but he had a down year in comparison to that first year. He he had a down year in comparison to that first year in Buffalo. In Buffalo, for me, uh, so just based off what Chase has put together in back to back seasons, I like him over Stefan right now. Number five, number five, we have the we have a guy coming off his rookie season as the fifth best receiver in the league, and that is Jamar Chase. I yeah. mean, he broke all the records, right? Yeah, I had him in number four. I had. Both the LSU boys ahead of uh, Diggs and had Diggs fifth. Okay. What are you seeing from Jamar that has you feeling like he's going to outperform Diggs again? Just the the separation, the connection with Joe Burrow, being in a super high-powered offense, not saying that Buffalo isn't, but I think just we've only sort of started to see him scratch the surface last year. While he was still breaking records, a lot of the games we're seeing from Jamar Chase are like four receptions for 100 yards and stuff like that. So I think just like more consistent possession type receiving, like not necessarily just the big bomb. Not that that's only what he was doing last year, but I think just more targets, shorter routes. He gets great last minute separations. I think just incorporating more than to the offense. And, and like everyone's going to say, the offensive line improving is only going to help everyone else around them. So I think uh, th- that's another thing that just has me uh, giving him an uptick this year off coming off a great year last year. Yeah, I think like Sam said, you know, his deep route running separation is big. I think if he can improve his route running in general and solidify that with the connection he has with Burrow is ridiculous already. So the route running gets better. He fixed the drops issue, no problem. Shout out to Nick. Nick was riding him about dropping the ball. The line's better. They actually have a, a running back. That's the big difference with Buffalo. Since he can literally go, okay, well, we don't have to throw the ball the whole time. Like, we really don't have to throw the ball. We can just run it with Joe Mixon. Easy. And then, so I think that's another threat. I don't know if his numbers will keep getting higher. They might, because I think maybe at some point, since he's going to be like, all right, maybe we have to move Tyler Boyd. Because if T. Higgins emerges, they got Hayden Hurst at tight end. He's not a bum. He He's pretty, I'd say, definitely efficient to have there. They could probably move Tyler Boyd and then be really evenly balanced with how they go about things. But I'm not moving them yet because the three of them, almost all three of them clipped three, a thousand. Yeah, that's, that's insane. got a thousand. Tyler Boyd was short, what, less than 100 yards, I think? Mm-hmm. But they're going to have to have, like, the balance going forward. But they did fix the line. So I think Jamar Chase... Like Sam said, you might not see the best of him yet. There might be games where he consistently is putting up more than just those weird games where it's four for 100. He might go. I don't think those games are weird. He's averaged less than five catches a game throughout the entire 17-game season. Like, his average is 4.7. He's just making – he's just making – honestly, it's not weird. He's just making those splashes in those – in the shares he's getting. 
But I think his his complimentary of like comparisons, I would say he's like a weird blend of like Odell Beckham and uh Anquan Bolden. It's the craziest shit I've I've seen. It's really weird. He's not he's super physical and his after the catch is shifty, but it's physical. Like it's I don't know. Like he's not he's not as physical as Anquan Bolden, but like it it's very similar in a way. And then you blend it as with Odell. The finesse and skill and yeah, like home like, run hitting. It's really crazy. Like Jamar Chase is his own man, but skill wise, that's and how he high points balls, how he makes contested catches. Like he reminds me of those two dudes blended together. Okay. I like that. So our number six, just one point behind Jamar Chase is Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek Hill is outside of our top five, which would sound crazy to say, but I feel like he probably lost some positioning for a couple of us because of Tua instead oh, of Patrick Mahomes. Easy. He ain't getting them targets like that. Like, I yeah. think he's, he's easily the most unguardable dude you can put on the field, and he's still going to do ridiculous things. But I think last year he had 120-plus targets. I don't know if he's getting more than 105 targets this year. Damn, he really had that many targets? That's insane. Bro, his I mean, targets always high. Yeah, because what he could do with Patrick's arm is yeah. insane. Yeah. But, I mean, do now you guys, like, you guys 159 targets, dude. Yeah, he's not getting that with Tua. Because you got to think, he gets that in a system that's extremely pass-friendly, right? He's going to go to a system that's going to be a hybrid blend because the dude came from San Francisco. And then you have a, a lesser quarterback. You got speed all around the field, and Jalen Waddle's not no bump, so he's not getting 150. And Jalen Waddle's got a thousand yards, and he's he's gonna get what 50 targets. Tua's not throwing the ball that much. That's exactly. actually what I was gonna ask y'all. Do y'all think that uh, Waddle or Tyreek will end up with more targets on the year? I feel like um, they're gonna force the, the ball to Tyreek more. You got Jeski, Jeski. Yeah, I feel like of all of them. Tyreek will still get the most targets because when you pay a guy that much money, he has to become a focal point of your offense. I think they're both. Well, does he ask the Browns about that? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think he's going. I think they're both going for a K easy. I just don't think he's catching a. He's getting 150 targets. Like I would say, he's at the hundred range, and Jalen's probably Waddle's probably at like the seventy to. 85 range. Which of these guys takes the Debo Samuel role in in Miami? Because you know that's a little bit of uh, Mike McDaniels. It's going to be Hill? Okay. He's he's bigger. Waddle ain't that big for you to be doing that with. Like, Hill is is big enough. He's physical. Like, Hill's not a deep threat that, like, is scared to get hit. Like, you can hit him. And he's, he's a big dude. I just think Waddle's too he's too small, he's young. Like I'm not putting that on him. Like Debo's a big physical, like not specimen, but a stocky dude that you'd be like, oh, okay, well, we can use you as this. Okay. I don't think that's easy to ask your Jalen Waddle, who's probably like one eighty, if that. All right. Our biggest gap comes here between six and seven, but our number seven is Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is at number seven, largely because of how high I ranked him. I feel like uh, Sam had him at eight, so he's not too far off. You had him at 11. I had Keenan Allen at four. Yeah, and crazy as fuck. I'm not crazy. Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen might be top two, if not higher, route runners in the NFL. And I feel like people underestimate 
how important and skillful he his route running is. Like you're like, he might be a little bit slower, but even if he's a little bit slower, he is still constantly getting separation, still constantly open. He's an amazing possession receiver. And the only reason why his numbers weren't as big this year as they were the previous years, because they really started forcing the over the top ball with Justin Herbert's arm for Mike Williams. And that gave Mike Williams an insane year. But Keenan Allen is by far the most underrated receiver in the league. When you talk to other wide receivers that either played or are still playing and you ask them who's in their top, Keenan Allen is always there. Ocho said Keenan Allen's top three. Julian Edelman said Keenan Allen's top three. And that's all in the past year. But you still he would not get the respect. This, right? Huh? I did. I did have a whole TikTok <laughs> video guys. 100%. I did because the the just like pure skill of a receiver that he is is really underrated for a guy that you want to say is slower than all these other guys, but gets more separation than most of them. He does not get more separation than Devontae Adams or Cup. Well, Those are his. That's the ballpark he's in because he's not in the ballpark. You know what I mean? Like his. Yeah, but his, I had them both above him. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like that's where he's his niche of who he fits. Like you know, Diggs fits with Justin Jefferson and Odell. Like that's a that's a that close. Mike Evans, you can be like, okay, I can go Mike Evans. I can go DK Metcalf. I can go Chris Got bigger. D- Mike Williams. You can lump all those dudes together because they either play the same type of way or they're physically the similar in many ways. I think Keelan's just so lesser. He's not lesser. It sounds terrible. He's not as good as the other two. And then the other categories, dudes are stacked on top of each other because they're that close. You know what I mean? That's like, why. Like, he's not one and two. I agree. I ain't put him one and two. There's no what way. puts I, him uh, eight for me, like top ten, but not in the top five. It kind of goes just based off what you value. Like my AKA included that a, a lot of what I'm thinking about uh, and the way I think about this comes from a fantasy football perspective. Where Keenan Allen, uh, off skill alone, I agree is a top five receiver, but he just doesn't get the touchdowns, and that's mainly because Austin Eckler is just so efficient and gets such a large red zone share that they're just not going to him in those situations. So I have him listed from a like fantasy projection standpoint. Top 10, always consistent, gets you about 15 to 20 points a game, but rarely has, I feel like, those like 30, 35-point fantasy games. I think for me, the only difference, like, I have Terry above him. Terry's just by himself, so Terry's going to get a target share. So I feel like I don't think he's better talent-wise. I just feel like Terry is extremely talented, and he's by himself. So then you add that. I think Nuke healthy is better than him. Because Nuke is Nuke is slower. He, he's not fast. Nuke's not fast. He's, he's bigger, not that fast. He's, he's bigger. He's physical. physical. The route running is really good. It's not Keenan Allen route running. Don't get me wrong. It's not Keenan Allen route running. Is better, but then Mike Evans are all running. Mm-hmm. So you add that, and then I have Mike Thomas. But like Mike Thomas numbers, even with him missing the season, still look insane. I think he's still like top three of the league in catches after yes. in the last three years after missing a year, bro. And that was with they the offense dialed it down because Drew Brees' arm, right? So mm-hmm. at like, Jameis before he got injured wasn't throwing deep routes. Well, he sure. never played with Jameis. But I'm saying James wasn't throwing deep routes last year. He, he checked the ball down to Alvin all the time. So now he's going to have Mike Thomas back who can check the ball down to. So mm-hmm. I think those people, other than Terry, I'd be comfortable taking over Ken. Okay. 
But if you're asking, like, Keelan's not no bum. Like, could he easily slide into 10? Yeah, because if I move Terry out, he's he's competing between Hopkins and Thomas. And Hopkins is going to miss six games. Exactly. So then yeah. you could be like, hey, I would take Keenan. But then the downside of that is, like uh, Sam mentioned, they have Mike Williams. Like you said, there's Mike Williams, there's Austin Eckler. They just got uh, Gerald Everett from Seattle. They got – I think they, they drafted a receiver, I'm not mistaken, right? Mm, I did not pay too, too uh, close. Uh, they they drafted a running back, I know. I think oh, okay. Spiller, maybe? Yeah, they drafted a running back. I wouldn't be shocked. A team like them – to let Keenan Allen fully take advantage of all those intermediate routes if they go sign Will Fuller. If Will Fuller can 100% stay healthy, I would not be shocked if they're like, okay, we'll get Will Fuller. Because Will Fuller's going to take off down the field. Mike Williams is going to take off down the field. Keenan Allen's going to be torturing people in, in the in-between. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm with you there. I wanted to go on my Keenan Allen triage because I feel so strongly about it. It's just like this man does not get enough credit for his He doesn't, level. though. He doesn't. That's yeah. I, I would say he's underappreciated, but I think someone that's way more – underappreciated is Mike Evans than Keenan. I don't think so, but I do think Mike Evans is also one of those Mr. guys. That is, yes, I agree. Mike Evans, 1,000 yards every year, book it. Mike Evans is also out eight, just one point below Keenan Allen, right? Mr. Like, yes, 1,000 yards with Brady, 1,000 yards with Jameis. He's going to do it. He's going to kill people on the deep ball. He's a physical receiver. It's a 50-50. He's going to go get it. Like, what you you know what you're going to get from him every year. And I imagine we're going to get even a little bit more this year with Godwin oh, coming back are. slowly. Sure. Like, he's he's in for a very big year. No Brock is gone. There's no AB. Like, he is going to be Tom Brady's primary target. And I like that for him. I, like, I love Mike Evans. Mike Evans is consist- should consistently be up there for the numbers he puts up. And then he had that he had the big year last year. I mean, you know, I'm not a Bucks fan at all. I brag on the Bucks constantly. But he had that big game against Jalen. I remember saying, like, if they need to beat the Rams, he ha- granted they lost, but he has to torture Jalen Ramsey. Because normally the thing is he goes against a elite corner and he does not do that well. Like Marshawn Lattimore be clamping this man. The only time Marshawn Lattimore can't obviously clamp him is in the red zone. You know why? Because Mike Evans is six five. Hey, look, Marshawn Lattimore might be his kryptonite, but yeah, like, bro, he he damn sure might. But I think Mike Evans, you know what you're gonna get, and it's eight crazy. Straight seasons, one thousand yards, for eight weird. straight seasons. I don't think he runs every route great in the route tree, but there's like four routes that he runs so dominant. Yeah, like, hey. it's like okay <laughs> it's like that player who's hezzy is unguardable and they're like you don't bite on it don't bite on it and everybody's still anyway. gonna bite on it yeah <laughs> like there's, yeah there's, there's three or four routes that i feel like my game is just nearly like you're not gonna stop him because he's so big and he's so fast and he's mm-hmm. physical bro he's he's a physical dude so and I, if he hits you with one of them he's probably going for a touchdown too yeah, that, and it's it's like, you know, you see that with DK. Like, that's another dude so big, so fast. That explosion of off of just being able to run a couple routes and make people look extremely silly is crazy. All right, our nine is Michael Thomas. You know, like, he's coming back. He should hopefully be healthy after missing the season. He Look, I expect them to be, you know, wide receiver one in that offense with Jameis, and that offense is going to – we all expected Alvin Kamara to miss some time, right? Like, I, look, we are right. Like, yeah, I imagine yeah. he'll miss like four games. I imagine he four can't six. miss. He cannot miss as many games as Deshaun Watson. It's that's NFL. what I'm saying. What's the thing? Like, no. like, like that, that's all I'm trying to miss say. The NFL, like, okay. let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, they gave, they, I, gave, I, they gave Ray Rice too, 
at first, and then we're like, okay, never mind. Uh, kind of well, no, up. wasn't it like nine? Nah, never mind. Then the Ravens came through and did the right yeah. thing. We yeah, if we never yeah. cut him, though, he would have only got the two. That's what I'm saying. So, like, Alvin Kamara should not miss as many games as Deshaun Watson because, uh, like, he beat a dude's ass. Like, he like it wasn't violence against women. The NFL has to take a very strong stance when it comes to violence against women because of its history and, like, the past issues it's had with being, you know, strong about that I think versus, like, just beating a nigga, like, beating a random dude's ass. You can beat some random nigga's ass, but, like, I think it's the extent of which you beat a random nigga's ass and then what happens. Like, if it's just you beating one person up, that might not be bad. If it's you and your homeboys, all three of us beating somebody up, that's kind of a big deal. Well, okay, it sounds like Alvin Kamara beat him up first, then stepped away, and the homeboys went and did their thing. I don't think that's necessarily Alvin Kamara's fault. I think like, yeah, Alvin, you can't control what other people do. Yeah, Alvin Kamara hit him first. Alvin Kamara started it. The Alvin Kamara was like, I'm going to let them handle my light work. And and then they finished Buddy up, right? Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly (laughs) finished Buddy up. He could have just let the boys handle it and just walk away and not really had anything to do with it. He should have. That's what he tried to say he did, and then they got the footage. I think think two to three games is fitting. Uh, I think, you know, there there is a code of conduct to being a professional of how you conduct yourself. And I think the NFL needs to give him like two or three. It's nothing crazy. I think two or three fits. But maybe I think four. Like, maybe four. Like if the video ever leaks out completely, then yeah, definitely four probably would make you say four because video, you saw with the Ray Rice incidents, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, bro, you, no, you really knocked this woman out. The fuck are you talking about? Yeah. So I think, like you said, the stance with the women, they do got to take a way better stance. Like that, that shit is just crazy to me. There's mm-hmm. no way. But I think that boosts Mal- Mike, Michael Thomas's numbers, especially early. Not yeah, having Alvin Kamara, especially as a possession guy. Saints in receptions last year. Yeah, so <laughs> I like that for him as a comeback season. At 10, we had Debo Samuels. I like that. Uh, like, 10 for Debo. Like, Debo is that weird wide back now hybrid position where what he does is so unique, he feels like he deserves a top 10 spot until we see someone else with the skill set of Debo be used in that fashion, right? The uniqueness of the way that he elevates a team and how much of San Francisco's offense he is slash was because that's contract stuff is still in the air. I liked him at 10 for sure. Yeah, I had him at 14, not too far off. He says he's not playing wide back anymore, but and he's obviously their receiver number one because I don't know what's going on with Brandon Ayuk. So it's I feel like he's not playing wide back until he gets his money is his point. I don't think he's playing wide back at all, to be honest. Okay. I think that's real demanding to do. If he's playing, if he's not playing wide back, I don't think he should be in our top ten. If I'm just being honest, there oh, are no. many better receivers, like pure receivers, than Debo Samuels. But you, we've only saw him be a pure receiver what when he was like super young. You know what I mean? So a rookie, yeah, yeah, because yeah. well, he, he got snaps next year as just a pure receiver. You know, he does that, have that, he does have room to improve, but he's gonna be that dude that gets lumped up in like that AJ Brown category type receiver and maybe he can blow up as a receiver i think as the skill set he's at now i don't see it as a top 10 but if he without wide back yeah without wide back but if he grinds this all season bro he could i mean he's easily their number one receiver because his comp is george kittle and neither one of them always stay healthy but i mean who the sky's the limit because like sam said we only seen him play wide back and and boom we ain't seen him play just receiver and be fully developed or like progressed efficiently. 
Yeah, okay. I had him the I, I had him the highest, and I've I've been high on Debo. His rookie year, he showed a lot of signs of promise, and then coming into his second year, he got hurt uh, and missed almost the whole season with I think a foot thing. But was I, I was still high on him coming into last year, not knowing he was going to be a running back wide receiver combo. Uh, drafted him in a lot of fantasy leagues, and it paid off in a lot of those. So, and and he ended up the fantasy wide receiver too. So, like, it feels disrespectful to have him down so far. But the reason I did have to, I think I had him at eight. Yeah, nine. The reason nine. The reason I did end up moving him down is is like y'all said, just the contract situation. Whether he's going to be a running back or a pure wide receiver. Um, I agree with Keith that if he is just a wide receiver, he's still. I, I'm still really high on him, even if he's just catching passes. He's just fucking huge and super athletic, and just great with the ball. So, like, whether he's getting the ball in the backfield or catching it five yards beyond the line of scrimmage, what he can do with it, I think, still has a lot of room to affect the game. So, I'm still really high on him, but I just don't know where he's going to play, who's going to be the quarterback. So, those are the only things that I'm a little bit hesitant on because we haven't seen him with Trey Lance yet very much either. Yeah, his Ooh. major his major success between him and Kittle is going to be Trey. And the weird thing is, what if they don't get the chemistry between the two of them, but Trey gets the chemistry with Ayuk, Ayuk, and then Ayuk's stock raises and Debo and Kittle, maybe they're still playing, getting good, but he boosts with Ayuk, you know what I mean? I uh, What is it, Brandon Ayuk? He was a mm-hmm. first-round first, first pick, I'm pretty sure. Yep, so, yep. Like, what if he blossoms with Trey Lance? You know, you still got to wait on that. Jimmy G, he might still be there the way it's looking, honestly. But, I mean, I don't – there's no way you start him this year, you know. And then I saw the reel of – I used to be real – remember, and I used to be extremely high on Trey – or uh, Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. And I saw all the deep balls that Jimmy G misses and had to look that up. And then I had to dial that back a little bit because I was looking off there. Yeah, I was trying to tell you he wasn't that guy for a bit. And you, you were not feeling it. All right, look. Number 11, we are going to start with Sam because Sam has this person at his number 11. And that is Terry McLaurin. Just signed a big deal. Big deal. Like 75% of his guaranteed tie-out style deal with Washington. I like that. You had Terry at 11. What was the motivation behind that? Like y'all said earlier, he's just the guy there. He's going to get the majority of the target share and we've seen that no matter who the quarterback is he is able to be efficient put up real real good numbers um so i'm i'm hoping with a bit of stability and continuing to just earn the contract he just signed i think that uh i think he could like move very easily move into the top 10 with just the the number of targets he's going to get um but i am hesitant to move him above a couple of the guys I have, like Mike Evans, Debo Samuel, who have just put up a bit more production so far. Yeah, and he's going to have a better quarterback. So, you know, I think Heineke is is great, exceptional, like, travel man you could have as a backup because you've seen him. He almost knocked off the Bucks. honestly. A couple throws there, he, he definitely would have sent him home. So... I think actually getting Wentz is a slight improvement. We know Wentz has been on the decline since his MVP year or that year they went to the Super Bowl and he got injured, but he is still an improvement over Heineke. And he's going to have Curtis Samuels on the other side of him. There's another one. Hopefully there. be healthy. Who will be healthy? I think, you know, 
he'll like Sam said, he's probably gonna have he's gonna get the load of the shares, pause, and then he's gonna be pretty good. I had to say pause. Can't you ain't be, shit. Can't be saying shit like that now, Sam Pause, bro. You ain't shit, my guy. <laughs> All right, look, uh at twelve, Sam also damn, Sam had eleven and twelve back to back, correct. Uh and missed thirteen by one spot. But at twelve we got Chris Godwin. I, I, wow, like I don't know how Chris Godwin's gonna come back from the injury. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have him far off from twelve. I had him at thirteen. I have him uh, sixteen. Yeah. So like it's like this guy is good. We know he's good. We know he's very talented. He got hurt like a little bit before the end of the season. So like he's probably a, like what five months, six months out from the injury at this point. So like he should be back some point during the season. It was an ACL, right? I believe. ACL yeah. or something like that. He got cracked. Yeah. Huh? It was pretty bad. Yeah. So I, I expect to see Chris Godwin still be good. Of course, he still has Tom Brady. Like, that's just an offense that when he comes back into, he's going to be able to get a lot of targets. He, What we've seen from him so far is good. We know his skill level and the way athletes are coming back from ACL injuries now. Like, I'm not too concerned about his, his return. Like, Cam Makers came back in the same season and looked good. Yeah, Cam Akers also is lighter and don't play the same way, same style. I think he's a running back. Yeah, but he's not. He's not like a. He's not running like Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry. You know what I mean? Like he's not going in between every hole. I want to say he probably has a bigger share of runs as a stretch plays. You know what I mean? Or screens. Uh But I think the way they use Godwin is physical. Like he's getting he's getting put in tough situations where he's catching the ball or the receiver screens, and he's definitely built for it you know i think he's like the the lead dog and when you look at like aj brown and then who were we just talking about earlier debo uh, like, like he's like probably what they could do at like their max you know like be something like that so i think that's just the physicality of how he comes back and how they mix him in i think is going to be just the ultimate question okay 13 we had AJ Brown. You know, you had him. At, I think me and Keys had him at fifteen. You had him at fourteen. That gave him a total of forty-four points. AJ Brown, new quarterback. Okay, is AJ Brown going to a better quarterback situation? I'm just gonna say it. Can't be no fucking worse. <laughs> Let's be honest. He gonna get the ball more. They not running the same way Derrick Henry was running the ball in Tennessee. So he gonna get a couple more targets. <sighs> It can't be fucking worse, bro. That shit, Ryan Tannehill, and people always talk about metrics and shit. And before last season in the playoffs, people were boosting up Ryan Tannehill. Like, Ryan Tannehill was da 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 da. Man, that goddamn goose egg he laid. And the, you know the crazy thing is, two of those picks he threw were not his fault. Like, they bounced off the receivers. But I always had that argument for Lamar, and people were like, it doesn't matter. It's an interception. So I'm holding the same standard. It doesn't matter, bitch. It was an interception. He looked awful. Yeah, I think he's going to a better quarterback situation. Like, I like Ryan Tannehill. Like, Ryan Tannehill is good, but I think Jalen Hurts' potential ceiling and actually just where he is right now is better for A.J. Brown than being with the Titans. So I expect A.J. Brown to have a better year than he had the previous year. Like, that offense is going to be explosive. And the way that people have to spy Jalen Hurts opens things up for 
A.J. Brown a lot more. And you know A.J. Brown would take that short pass and be physical and go with it. And when yeah. the linebacker has to be like, oh, I got to have my eyes on Jalen Hurts instead of my eyes in the middle of the field on A.J. Brown, like, oh, I like that. got speed to get up out of there, too. Mm-hmm. I like that for him. I like that for him a lot. 14, six points below A.J. Brown, we have D-Hop. Sam did not rank D-Hop, and I think Sam not ranking D-Hop actually put D-Hop in a much more reasonable uh, position on the list, just given the fact that he's going to miss six games. And I feel like we kind of ranked D-Hop for if he's healthy and what he can do, even if we don't expect him to be healthy for a whole season, but he is going to miss like, what, a six, a four, uh, yeah, six games. I was, gonna, I'm, I was trying to make a fraction in my head. I think it's like... Uh, what a third of the season basically he's gonna miss so I mean, depending on where they're biased he might get lucky and not have to miss like an additional game but mm-hmm. i've been looking their by was yeah so like we know d hop just don't matter who's throwing the ball he has a lot of terry mccloran has a lot of d hop light when i think about him it don't yeah. matter who's throwing the ball yeah they share the ball. same the same like I, all right i they got a bum at quarterback like D Hop has had some dudes at quarterback though. He's not just had bums, but there was a weird time for like what two years where he had nothing but bums. So just, basically everything before Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I think he's fine though. Where he's at is gonna be fine. He's still probably gonna put up numbers. Like I think that fits him. Okay. All right. Let's talk. Let's talk. C D Lamb. C D Lamb was out number fifteen. Huh. This shit pisses me off. The CD Lamb is at 15. Yo, actually, yeah, talk about that because you had CD Lamb like low, low. You had CD Lamb at 18. So that's not, that's, that's the lowest of, no, I had him at 20. So, but you have a lot of, you have a lot of vitriol for the Cowboys believing CD Lamb could be a number one receiver last year, next year. Bro, so what's up? I watched this man drop the ball. So it was like watching Marquise Brown drop the ball. Like, I was like, bro, why, why are you dropping the ball? Like, and you know, like he runs pretty good routes. He could probably get, definitely get better at that. But you're just boost. They really just said, like, I got why they got rid of Amari Cooper. But they're betting on him being this superstar and Michael Gallup's coming back from injury. And I don't know if, like, like he's there yet. You know what I mean? Like, j- like if I was comfortable with something like that happen, it would be like with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, you know, or Diggs. Like, I'd be like, oh, okay, you know. But, Nah, I'm not. I would not be. And even t- Scary Terry, I'm comfortable with that. Like, I'm not comfortable with that with CD. The drops, just, I don't know. And then you got to worry about if Dak is, like, and then, though, he got some good thing, though. Dak is going to be healthy. Yo, Dak. he only drops, like, 6 7% of his passes, his targets. Big dog. I, some of That's them, too much? <laughs> I think when I see, like, the ones I see when he drops them, they're just, like, they're in big situations where you're like bro come on okay so you're just saying he drops the ball at a very inopportune time yeah and i just i don't really get with people dropping the ball because nuke don't be dropping the ball like <laughs> nuke is different yeah nuke doesn't Devontae adams don't cooper cup awkwardly doesn't he will drop it sometimes but like he's more he might drop it running with it you know what i mean I mean, dudes had like 111 targets his rookie year, 120 his sophomore year, and dropped like six and seven passes each eight, actually eight both years. So he's not dropping a ton of targets, man. He's just like, he's just not dropping a ton of balls. Like, it might be like big, you drop the ball in the big moment. That's a, that's a more important issue, possibly. 
I'm just not high on him. I don't think he's a bum. Don't get me wrong. I know he's not a bum, but I just I'm not. I'm not sold yet. Not to be number one. Not to just poof Amari for next to nothing, and then be like, yeah, Amari. I know you're Dak's favorite target, and uh, we're we're gonna have to figure this out and not get anything in return or go. That's what happens when you pay Dak. That's what happens when you pay Michael Gallup and not someone else. Because didn't Gallup? Who else are they gonna pay? I mean, you could have just reworked Amari's deal. Is Amari going for what Gallup went for? Because I think Gallup took that deal because he just came off of an injury. Oh, oh, oh yeah, a lot so of maybe, security. Yeah, maybe you couldn't have joke, gave that deal to Amari or something similar. So yeah, yeah. You're I like mean, Gallup is going to take that money because yeah, he just came security. off an injury. Yeah, yeah. four year deal. He's like, hell yeah, I'm about to take that. Like the Cowboys, that that, that was smart on their, you know, decision making. Sam, what uh, you think about CD? I'm kind of mixed. I think he has a lot of potential being the now clear number one option, but I definitely hear what you're saying about the drops and just having hesitancy as far as that goes. I'm, I think I'm a bit higher on him than y'all maybe are. I had him 13th. So not like as a like top 10 wide receiver or anything, but I think he can be a good wide receiver one on a, on a productive offense. Okay. I mean, after the catch, he's special. Like he he can get gone, get missing. Mm-hmm. Like we saw in the Patriots game, the touchdown, the wave to. Uh, was that to, to him? Was that to CD? Yeah, he waved okay. to Jalen at the end of it. Jalen Mills oh, yeah. to life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he has the cowboy star power that you are that they like Jerry Jones looks for as like a marketing thing. He definitely yeah. has it in a way. Amari Cooper never did. Amari Cooper has always been a quiet guy. Yeah, Mario. CD Cooper. flashy. Yeah, definitely. And that's and that's that you know, Jerry Jones, if they ain't gonna be good, they gonna make some money. <laughs> and, and, and CD is a walking dollar with that smile and the hair, all of it. We got 16, and at 16, we got T. Higgins. I I, I like this for T. Higgins at 16. I feel like you and Sam both had him at 17, so that's not far off at all. I had him at 18. So like He's in a he's in the general spot. He's only one point below CD Lamb. T. Higgins is gonna be the forgotten guy sometimes just because of how amazing Jamar Chase is. But before Jamar got there, T. Higgins was the number one target and a baller baller. Yeah. Like a a big, big impact type player. And I feel like, you know, the Bengals might have three top 30 receivers, but they definitely have two top 20 receivers. Yeah, I think it's uh, – we're just going to see what T – I mean, he's not a bum. We know what he can do. Not much to – he got a, another star on the other side of him, you know, so we're just going to see what, what yeah. he continues to do. He's only going into his third year in the league too, man. Yeah. Like 900 yards his rookie year, 1,100 yards his sophomore year, and that's, that's with – That's going up, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's with Jamar Chase showing up. And Tyler Boyd being there. So you got to yeah. think, like, Tyler's probably going to be the one that doesn't get those receptions. He's like, the oldest, too. Yeah, I mean, but he probably easily is not dropping the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just like that for – I like that for T. Higgins. You know, he probably would have eclipsed 1,000 yards both seasons if Joe Burrow didn't get hurt. Like, uh, we moved down to 17, and our 17 is Jalen Waddle. Look, I'm not going to lie. I was a little surprised that Jalen Waddle was this high. I feel like Keith had him the highest. Keith had him the highest at 16. 
like, what do you expect to see from Jalen Waddle that has him above guys like Allen Robinson, like Thielen, Cortland Sutton, et cetera? I didn't have him above them boys, did I? I might have. You had him 16. And I had all them above him? You had Allen Robinson at 21. You had Cortland Sutton above him at 13, though. And you had... Oh, uh, I think Cortland for sure, easy. Because yeah. he's actually getting a quarterback. Uh, I think um, with in regards to Thielen, it's just if Thielen's healthy or not. Thielen definitely is a top ten talent. He just not being healthy is kind of hindering. But I think with uh, Jalen Waddle, you saw him put up a K with Tua last year in a situation where didn't really have the cor- the head coach quarterback connection. Now they're gonna have a better head coach quarterback connection. Offense is probably gonna be expanded even more. He's not going to get two people over top of him now. Like, I, I can see him making a boom. The target share might be less, but I easily see him going for another thousand. Yeah, they're going, they're going, the safety is going to be glued to Tyreek Hill. The safety is going to be fucked, bro. Because yeah. I like, <laughs> bro, I can't help you. What you want me to do? Yeah, he's going to, they're going to have to stay glued to Tyreek Hill. I do think he's going to see a lot less focus, uh, but, you know, He's also going to see a lot less targets. I'm. I, it'll be interesting to see what type of the offense that Mike McDaniel's puts together, right? And I think that's going to be the real determiner of how he breaks out this season. Eighteen and nineteen, we have a tie at fifty-seven total points. We have Cortland Sutton and Allen Robinson tied at eighteen and nineteen for all the ties. I know you're going to take Cortland over Allen Robinson next year, Keith. But where are you at, Sam? on Allen Robinson's year, what you think he's going to be able to do, and who do you think is going to outperform? Yeah, so I have Allen Robinson rounding out my top 15. He's been a top 15 receiver with much worse quarterbacks, and we've just seen him be that guy for longer, and he's going in to the best system of his career so far, uh, especially having Cooper Cup there to sort of take the eyes away from the defense a little bit. I think Allen Robinson set up to eat. And I, I we've just seen him do it for a bit longer, so that's why I gotta give him uh the nod on my rankings. But it's very close. I have Cortland Sutton nineteen, which might be a little low even there, but yeah. Yeah, Allen he's in that territory like Mike Evans and them boys. He there's probably like three routes or something where he could torch somebody and he's torturing people without speed like He's not he's not slow, but he's not like elusively fast. Yeah, Allen Robinson I like down year in Chicago, obviously, but people are kind of saying he mailed it in on purpose. Yeah. Because <laughs> they didn't want to give him the deal and he they wasn't gonna deal. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't gonna get hurt. He and wasn't I, practicing with Fields, so he was like, Okay, well uh, that's not his fault. <laughs> yeah, that part not, is not his fault. Oh, that it, is it was not his fault, but you gotta think I'm not getting a deal. Somehow I'm not practicing with the rookie who should be starting. Okay, say less. I'm a dog this year. Yeah. I mean, I like it for him. He's going to be in his in like this is going to be the first time he's probably played with a receiver better than him and with the the best quarterback of his career. So I think both of those things prime him for a good season where he gets to have that like, you know, Robert Woods OBJ role where you get to eat because they have to focus on Cooper Cup a lot. Uh, We got Cortland Sutton on the other hand of that. You've been talking about Cortland Sutton pretty highly so far. And I mean. Convince us on Cortland Sutton's breakout year because you really on this. You had him all the way bro, up at thirteen. Yeah, bro. Cortland is in the same category of those big receivers we talk about, Mike and 
Allen and Devontae Adams. But I think the weird, the crazy thing is Cortland got injured at a point where he, he, he was literally going up. So we never know, like, when me and Sam were talking about it, we didn't know what that next year would have looked like if he didn't get injured. And then you have the quarterback swap. So you had that happen. And he did that, he did that what, that 1,000-yard his rookie year? Sophomore year. Sophomore year, okay. Mm-hmm. So you had In that. 14 games. <laughs> oh, so you had that. I think with Russ, Russ is a sheer upgrade over every quarterback he ever had. He's going to get consistency. I think between the ball getting shared around, I think him and uh, him and KJ Handler are probably going to be the friendly targets for Russ. I would have to bet if I had to bet on. I just like him all the way around. I like what he does. I wish I, he didn't sign that deal, so we probably could have got him in Baltimore. But I'm really high on him. Okay, fan nice. wise, physicality wise, six four, two fifteen. Streakily gets separation, which is crazy. Like he he he's in that Mike Evans where he awkwardly gets the separation. But I know Mike Evans is ungodly near fast people. You know what I mean? For how big he is. All right. At number 20, we got Brandon Cooks, total score of 61. I mean, again, Brandon Cooks is just, he's just balling regardless of who you put with him. He's balling on a terrible, let's be honest, terrible Houston Texans team. Like, Davis Mills is not terrible, but he is not him. And but he seems like he's a good building block. He'll get to play with him twice, like the second season in a row. But like he's put up back to back thousand plus yard seasons in Houston. In Houston, pretty sure, pretty sure any of us could could be quarterback and he'd get a thousand yards. <laughs> he's that guy. He just like, every year. It's doesn't crazy. matter the team. Doesn't matter the quarterback. He just produces. Yeah, that that's facts. It's hard to it's hard to fault him for that. That's some that's a guy I like like he's he's played for what like eight seasons and has had like a thousand yard season in all but two of them, and one of them was his rookie year. Like his rookie year in the year that the Rams were kind of phasing him out to trade him. Every other year he's went thousand plus. That guy's just consistent. He's just taking the money. Like that's that's the that's the wild part. He's just like I'm gonna take the money. It's fine because I think he kind of jumped around on some contending teams and they all burnt him after he played very well for them. <laughs> and so now he's just taking <laughs> what? Am I lying? They no. They literally like turned the cold soda. I don't know what happened, but every time like they're just like yo, you know, never mind. Like yeah, like he played for the Patriots, gave the Patriots a thousand yards, and then they traded him to the Rams. He gave the Rams twelve hundred yards, and then the next season they traded him. Like it's to the Saints, and like you know what I mean. Yeah, he had several thousand yard seasons on the Saints, like like several of them. And they and I I don't blame him for just taking the money because the way that he's kind of been pushed around the league as if he's not a high producer. Twenty one, we got Adam Thielen at twenty one, like. He's he he is he is that guy, right? If he can stay healthy, I like I expect him to give us a thousand yards. I expect for him to give us like sixty to eighty catches. Like he has like really great release from the line of scrimmage. I feel like that's something that he feels top of the league in and can kind of and you can see him kind of bringing it along with some other guys. Now, whether or not that actually ends up being the case this year. He can stay healthy, et cetera, play those, play those large minutes that they need from him. I don't know. But I know this talent is there when he's on the field. 
Yeah, I think yeah. we know for sure, talent-wise, he's there. Uh, I I love Alan Dillon. I think he's amazing. Pretty super underrated. And yeah, I think he stays healthy. New scheme, new offense. Kirk Cousins, you know, is kind of going to be consistent, as awkward as that is. So he's going to get the ball. <laughs> I think another big thing is they're going to have uh, Irv Smith Jr. back, who was banged up last year at the tight end. So I think it's going to make some noise for them. Mm-hmm. And- they finally added a third wide receiver, too. Yeah, who did they add? Albert Wilson from the Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who knows how that works out, but, you know, I got faith in the everybody else. So Yeah, you just need a guy that's there and very yeah. – People like, can't bracket you guys in, essentially. Yeah, a guy that, like, if y'all don't – like, the defense has to account for him because he can be a good possession receiver, make the plays he's supposed to make, and I feel like – Ever since Kyle Rudolph kind of took that dip when he was in Minnesota, they've lacked that third option. Yeah, definitely. And then we're definitely going to see Dalvin Cook catch more balls this year for sure. Yeah, that's facts. Uh, 22-23, we have a tie at 67 points with Tyler Lockett and Amari Cooper. Now, fantasy draft, you're probably drafting like you're what, your second or third wide receiver at this point. You got Amari and Tyler on the board. Who are you taking? Taking Tyler Lockett. But I'm open to debate. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I was thinking of Mario because the only who's going to challenge him, Donovan Peoples uh, Jones, the rookie from what, two seasons ago or a season ago? He's good, but I mean, it's clear cut that Amari's number one again in another situation. We know. If if a certain scumbag were going to play, I would put Amari one. But I, last year I saw uh, Lockett get like 1,100 yards with Geno Smith as the quarterback for like half the year, or or at least a significant part. So I've just seen him do it with less, and it's not like Seattle's really adding anyone to take the shares away. I guess uh, Fant maybe is like is like one that they could start Fant. getting some play. But yeah, yeah, I think I want to. I do think that like the ceiling for an Amari Cooper year is higher. Than the ceiling for a Tyler Lockett year, but like depending, like of course depending on the suspension, but like the floor for Tyler Lockett seems relatively high to me. Like he he he's a thousand plus yards the last three seasons straight. Two of those three seasons, like Russ missed a significant period of time, and they had to play like a different combination of guys, but he was still getting his numbers. Like Tyler Lockett is kind of one of those guys that is consistently underrated for his production, but where we have him here for the season, I don't think is a slight at all to him, especially if your quarterback might be Drew Locke. Yeah, I think he he fits in where he's at. Yeah. All right, uh, 24, we got DJ Moore at a uh, score of 71. I mean, Robbie Anster was going to retire, so, I mean, he's getting all the play. (laughs) He's going to be fighting Christian McCarthy for the ball. That's really it. I mean, who's their quarterback? We don't know who yet. They got the dude, they the rookie they drafted, and then they got good old seeing ghost Sam Darnold. So, you know, if they get Baker, Baker or Robbie doesn't want Baker. So maybe Robbie's on his way out, or you know. So Robbie yeah. wants out clearly. Like clearly, Robbie. Robbie really wants to be out of there. Yeah, I think DJ Moore is right where he should be, but he's in that. He's in a weird category because I don't know who you can comp him to, to be honest. Yeah, it is weird because he's not a big guy. He's only like six foot for a receiver. So like, but like his physique is bigger than his height is. 
So it's not like he's trying to go over the top of guys, but not he was extremely physical neither. Like he's physical, but he's not like like AJ Brown or like, you know, like just boom. Yeah, I mean, he put up a thousand yards with Sam Darnold. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, he put up a thousand yards with Sam Darnold. He put up a thousand yards with Teddy Bridgewater. He put up a thousand yards with who was the guy before Sam and Teddy? Oh shit! Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, was that Cam in 2019? Yeah, that makes sense. That be yeah, that makes sense to be Cam. Yeah, no, nah, he so, did. Because remember, Steve Smith had that video where like, hey, should I draft uh, DJ Moore in my league? Oh, Cam. no, it wasn't even Cam. It was Kyle Allen. Cam started the season, and then they they like moved off of Cam because he had the Liz Frank injury. Kyle Allen started twelve games that season, Ooh. and he and he still put up a thousand yards with Kyle Allen. That's tough. With Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, so like receiver change, receiver change, receiver change in three straight seasons. The production is there. Those are the type of guys you can kind of value. High floor plays with any type of guy. At number 25, right, at 74 points, Michael Pittman Jr. I mean, I'm not against it. I, I think here's what I'm saying. There are probably a couple of guys under him in our rankings that I would draft over him if it was like fantasy. But based off like kind of his target share that he has to get, I think a relative upgrade in quarterback consistency, Michael Pittman Jr. might be in for like a really good season, right? He's a big guy, 6'4". He's only played two years in the league, but he cracked a thousand yards last year with um, Carson Wentz. Like Matt Ryan is a really consistent Yeah, Mike Ryan's a very consistent quarterback. He won't turn the ball over as much. Um, They'll probably run the ball a little bit more uh, with JT, but, like, he is by and far the number one target. Yeah, I think that's – obviously, he's there. Uh, Maybe you see a bigger year from him, having a more consistent quarterback, but not too high, not too low on him, really. I wouldn't take him first in the fantasy league. Wouldn't take him. Question. What's up? Let's let's do it like this. I'm going to give you a receiver, and you'll tell me if you would take them next year or if you would take – Michael Pittman Jr. So Michael Pittman Jr. or Marquise Brown? Uh, Marquise Brown, because he's probably going to have some ungodly numbers early on. And then even after the fact, if he catches the goddamn ball. Because his routes are, they're like deep routes, you know what I mean? Michael Pittman, I feel like he's, he's not running those deeper routes. He's running like intermediate routes. I feel like Marquise Brown, like I feel like you can go Pittman, though, in that situation. You know what I mean, Sam? Like, you can say I'm going to take Pittman over him. I just yeah, like, I think I would. I think I would take Pittman, honestly. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I'm just, just biased. Just off, bias on Marquise Brown. I'm just biased on Marquise Brown because I've seen the drops he makes, and then the share of yards he somehow still puts up with dropping the ball is very strange. Definitely, <laughs> Pittman's. I I was uh, surprised at Pittman's numbers from last year. Like I, I was looking at him when doing the ranks, and I feel like so, people weren't talking about it enough, like how good of a season he was having. So. I threw him in there, I think, a little bit higher. Yeah, I had him 18. 18. Yeah, and I, I think he could definitely end up close to that cracking that, like, 15 to 20 range. Okay. 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 All right. Let, let, all right. We had Marquise at 26, 27 tied. Let's uh, try this. Michael Pittman Jr. or Deontay Johnson with the Steelers? But that's See, that's another one. Same, same shit as Marquise Brown. Like, he catches the ball because – He's beating. He's getting behind the defense. You know what I mean. So he could he can be that dude that has four receptions for a hundred yards. You know, but Pittman could be that receiver that has 
six catches for 50 or for like 70 yards. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe as a touchdown, but Deontay has four for 100 with a tub. You know what I mean? So, so who are wise, you taking? Uh, I'm going to take Deontay again. I'm going to stay to what I've been saying. Even if them dudes dropping the ball. But if I would take a receiver to put on the Ravens, I'd take Pittman. All right, Sam? I have Pittman a few spots above Deontay Johnson. I think, like I said, I was not paying enough attention to Pittman's season last year, but I was paying attention to Deontay Johnson and some of the drops and just kind of like empty calorie short dump off Roethlisberger catches like just stick in my mind way more is like is this guy actually good or does he just get like nine catches for 60 yards with like two drops two costly drops too because he'll have that one big play and then like Sam said he might get some dink and dunks like or it's like a screen or something he takes a couple yards or just a short route that he catches all right uh let's do this last one Michael Pittman Jr. or Mike Williams with the Chargers? Williams. Damn. <laughs> Yo, you because he's a number one option. Okay, damn. I, you ain't even hesitate, my guy. I, I'm taking Williams, bro. <laughs> Some uh, of the, the Williams to Justin Herbert connection is very weird and very good. Mm. So, you know, Did you know I, Williams I, dropped more passes than Deontay Johnson last year? <laughs> wow. Really? Yeah, Deontay Johnson dropped a ton of passes in 2020. My question is, uh, yeah, because he fixed it a little bit. I always wonder how they counted, though, because are we counting drops where the ball, you put your hand out, but you don't catch it? Are we counting legit, like you just drop it, and it's in your hands, and you let it go? Like, I always wondered how they count that, because as a kid, you know, people are like, hey, if it touches your hand, and you go out to get it, and you just can't bring it in, it's a drop. But I always have the biggest question for how the NFL counts is because there's times where I see Mike Evans drop the ball, but then yeah, like he has drop numbers at the end of the year, and I'm like, okay, am I counting wrong, or is the definition not this? Like, what's the true definition of this? You know what I mean? Okay. You know how Michael Thomas's like social media handles can't guard Mike? Yes. My friend, one of my friends, calls Mike Williams can't catch Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that, but like, drops like, but I don't watch the Chargers thoroughly to see it because I only exactly I only see them make the big play like when they need it. Like Herbert just bombs it to him, and then it's on ESPN or the NFL networks talking about he made this big catch, but they're not talking about if he dropped the ball three times earlier in that game. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like he 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 dropped more passes than Deontay Johnson, and so did Michael Pittman Jr. Actually, Deontay Johnson only had five drop, well, five counted drops. Both of them had six. I, I'm just saying, this, this Deontay Johnson had 13 ball. the previous year, so Bro, like his, his shit dropped by over 50. percent I'm trying to think who I can watch consistently because you know I have Hulu Live Sports, but they only show the games in my region. If I counted drops, how I would count drops. Like, cause that's so weird. Like, how are we counting it? Are we counting it like, like, well, you know what I mean? Sam, it's weird. Cause you can see someone drop the ball more than what they're counting. Well, I think Definitely. maybe if it's like on your fingertips, but you don't get to it, they might not ca- count it. They're, they might count that as like the quarterback overthrowing it. See, then that's which, a big disparity but, right there. But I don't know if that's a bad thing. Like, like if it's like at your fingertips and like you jump for it, but like it just like, you know, grazes the fingertips, you don't get it. Is that a drop or did the quarterback overthrow the ball or did the receiver underrun the route? Like, how do we know? 
Exactly. Because only know the, the team knows. Only the team knows where that ball was supposed to be, where the where receiver was supposed to be at that time. Yeah, I think that's right? a big, big question. I know they're obviously going to count the ones where like it was in your hands and then it was out your hands. Or it was in your hands and you fell and you let it go. Yeah, like those sure. are the easy ones. I don't, I don't really know about, you know, the others. But that's, that's very interesting. That rounds out our top 25. Michael Pittman Jr. just making it at the very bottom over there. I can see him having a breakout season and jumping a lot higher. Yeah, we are going hard. We will bring you all another episode next week, breaking down another position coming through. And we make sure to follow the podcast if you're listening on Spotify or YouTube or any other platform. Follow, like, subscribe. Wait, rate five stars, do all that good stuff. You can always connect to us at the Fly Route Pod on all social media platforms. And we will see y'all soon. Later. The, 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 the Fly Route Pod. The Fly Route Pod. The Fly Route Pod. The Fly Route Pod. The Fly Route Pod.